Well, Sunday night I started this message. I just, I just uh, primed a pump on the Holy Spirit. So I want to pump the pump today on the Holy Spirit. I want to go ahead and pump it. We just primed it Sunday night to get it started. But I want to, I want to give glory and honor for the Holy Spirit that the Father's poured out upon us because he loves us so much. And he says he wants to fill you with righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy, joy. With well, it says, with joy shall we draw water out of the wells of salvation. It's the joy that causes the wells to spring up a well. Spring up a well within my soul. Spring up a well and make me whole. Spring up, O well, and give to me your life abundantly. Woo! John 16, 7. Father, thank you for your word. Jesus said in John 16, verse 7. Let me find it. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. He said, I'm telling you the truth. It's expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the comforter will not come. If I don't go, the comforter will not come. Now listen, we've talked about the nine exchanges. Jesus was punished that we might be forgiven. Jesus was wounded that we might be healed. Jesus was made sin with our sinfulness that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. Jesus died our death so we could share his life. Jesus made, was made a curse that we might receive the blessing. Yeah. Jesus endured our poverty that we might share his abundance. Yeah. Jesus bore his, our shame that we may bear his glory. Jesus endured our rejection that we might be made accepted. Our old men died in Jesus that our new men might live in Jesus. Nine exchanges. But the last exchange Jesus made when he left here he said, it's expedient for you that I go away. It's to your benefit. It's better that I go to heaven and the Holy Spirit come than for me to stay here and be with you. It's to your advantage that I go. And if I go, I'm going to send him back to you. And you're going to have a comforter that he may abide with you. I'm not going to leave you as orphans. I Jesus said, I am going to come to you in the form of the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you have the Father, you have the Son abiding within you. It's to your advantage. said, and when he has come, he will lead and guide you into all truth. He'll not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall show it to you. He'll take the things of mine. Everything that I have is the Father. The Father gives them to me, and I give them to the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's job is to give them to you freely. Freely you have been given everything in Christ. The Holy Spirit is as much a person as a father and a son. Yes. No one, no, none of the Trinity has been rejected as much as the Holy Spirit has. I think that's why Jesus said, you can speak against me, I'll forgive you, but don't speak against the Holy Ghost. Because the Holy Ghost never brings attention to himself. Everything he says is to glorify the Father, glorify the Son. And he's here to be your helper. He's your advocate. We have an advocate here. We have an advocate there. We have two advocates. And the, and the Holy Spirit says he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. Praying in the Holy Ghost. That's why he's here. To help us. He's a helper. He's a comforter. And that's why he's here. That's why Jesus said, it's, I want you to get this. 
That's why Jesus said it's important that I make this last exchange. Say last exchange. I'm exchanging myself for him. That's the last exchange he made for you. Yes, you have the great exchange. Jesus sent it on the day of Pentecost, and it was the starting of a whole brand new covenant, a whole new way of life in living with the Holy Spirit. If I depart, he said, I'll send him to you. That's the tenth exchange. It's when Jesus exchanged himself for the Holy Spirit. Woo, I'll hold you a mule if you want to shout just a little bit. Is it any wonder, is it any wonder that religion and the devil has tried to quench the Holy Spirit? Tried to stop his work in the church today. Because without the Holy Spirit, you'll never know who you are. You'll never know who he is. Because who he is is who you are. You want to know your identity? Look at the Father. Look at the Son. Jesus came to reveal the Father to the world. When he, the Spirit, is truth, he will guide you. He'll give you a guided tour into all truth. For he'll not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, he shall speak. He'll show you things to come. Listen, the Holy Spirit is showing a lot of you prophets things to come. Open your ears, open your eyes. He's showing us things to come. He will speak and he'll show you the things to come. And that he will glorify me, for he shall receive of mine and show it unto you. 1 John 2.20, listen. You have an anointing from the Holy One. You have an anointing from the Holy One, and you know all things. You have the Holy Spirit living and abiding within you, and you know all things. In verse 27, it says, The anointing that you have received abides in you, and you need not that any man teach you. But that same anointing, you, anointing teaches you all things and is truth. Why? Jesus said he's the Spirit of truth. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth. The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of truth in Christ's form to come and lead and guide you into all, tr- into all truth. Amen. Whoo! Psalms 33, 6 says, By the word of the Lord were the heavens made, and all the host of them by the breath of his mouth. First John says, In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. And without the word, there was not anything made that was made. And in the word was life, and that life is the light of man. The light shined in darkness, and the darkness didn't comprehend it. Woo, hallelujah. The Word was with God, the Word was God, and everything was made by the Word. And without the Word was not anything made. That's why, saints, this Word is so important in your life. Jesus said, think not that I'm going to accuse you in the day of judgment. He said to the Pharisees, I'm not going to accuse you. The words that I have spoken to you will judge you in the last day. The Word that I've spoken will judge you. You know, you can look into this glorious word right here and be transformed into the same image, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. That's why the Spirit of the Lord is here, to transform us. In Genesis, it says that the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. What did? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit moved on the face of the waters, and God said, let there be, and there was. The Holy Spirit is the creative one of the Godhead. The Father thinks it. Jesus spoke it. The Holy Spirit created it. Amen. You have the Creator living and working in you now. Yes. You have. That's why Jesus said in, in, in John 14, greater works than these will you do because I go to my Father. 
Why? And I'm going to send the comforter, the greater one. He's a creator. We've not yet seen the creative power the Holy Spirit wants to be loosed through us to the world. He is the creator of the Trinity. God thinks it. Jesus speaks it. The Holy Spirit creates it. You can't beat a deal like that. You have all three living and abiding in you right now. The creator of the universe is living in you. Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> he's living within you. He's not in this building. He's in you. That's why every time you walk through the door of the Holy Spirit, God and the Trinity walks in with you. And he wants you to realize that. And the enemy's done everything he can to keep you from seeing it. Ah, that's the way it works. In the presence of his, the Father's presence is fullness of joy. And at right hand, his right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. The Holy Spirit is the active agent of the Godhead. He's here to inspire, to empower you. And Jesus said in John 20 when he came the, after the, that Easter morning, he came into the disciples and he breathed on them and said he received the Holy Ghost. Receive you the Holy Spirit. I believe that's when the disciples actually receive a manifestation of their salvation. They received the Holy Spirit that day. But that was not all of it because you will receive the Holy Ghost and power. He said, now you got the Holy Ghost, but don't go yet. You go tarry into Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Once you get the power, you can go. Don't go without the power. See, the, you can receive the Holy Ghost and not let his power loose. I want to tell you, he wants you to receive the Holy Ghost and power. And he says, how God anointed, Acts 10, 38, Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. In Acts 10, 38, you see the Spirit, you see Jesus, and you see the Father in one verse. The Trinity is all there. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and power, who went about doing good, healing all that was oppressed of who? The devil. For this purpose was the Son of God manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. He that sinneth is of the devil. That's why Jesus was manifested, to do away. By one offering he took care of sin forever, and the works of the devil. Yeah. Expecting now your church to be, make the enemy his footstool. Whew. Getting heavy up here. <coughs> Do you know Jesus never did one thing on this earth apart from the work of the Holy Spirit? That's why the Father, Jesus said, it's necessary. When Jesus was baptized, the Holy Spirit came upon Jesus. Jesus was driven into the wilderness by the Holy Spirit to be tempted of the devil's 40 days and 40 nights. And then, then he went out in the power of the Spirit. He went out in the what? Power of the Spirit. Everything he said, everything he did was a work of the Holy Spirit. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 12, they said, he's casting out devils by Beelzebub, the prince of devils. Oh, Jesus said, <clears throat> if I, by the Holy Ghost, cast out devils, the kingdom has come to you. Yes. And on Pentecost, the key came. The key to the kingdom came on the day of Pentecost, the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is to lead you into all that the kingdom has for you. And he said, you, first you've got to be born again to see the kingdom. Lots of people are born again and going to heaven when they die, but don't have a clue about the kingdom. Except you be born of the water and the spirit, yes. you can enter in. You've got to have the water and the spirit to enter into the kingdom. You've got to have it to enter into the kingdom.
See, the kingdom is where? Woo, when the key comes, the kingdom comes. The kingdom does not come with observations that are low here. That, no, the kingdom, Jesus said, is within you. The kingdoms. He was telling all about what was going to happen. Oh, it's exciting. <coughs> okay. And that's why he said this. The works that I do shall you do also, and greater works than these will you do, because I go to my Father, John 14, verse 12. Amen. He is the one that in. You look in the Old Testament. You know, you look in Exodus 31, verse 2 and 3. God talks, he calls him Bezalel, Bezalel. He says, he's the man that God created. He says, I have filled him with the Holy Spirit in wisdom, in understanding, in knowledge, in all manner of workmanship. He was filled with the Holy Spirit to build everything. Why? The Holy Spirit, the creator. It wasn't of his own. God said, I filled him with the Holy Spirit, with wisdom, understanding, and, a, and workmanship to create everything, Moses, I've asked that you have. Everything. And he had a helper that was filled with wisdom, the Spirit of God. So everybody in the Old Testament that God used had to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Even Joshua, it says that Joshua was filled with the Spirit of wisdom because Moses had laid his hands on him. Yeah. Now, I want you to realize in the book of Acts, it says that the Holy Spirit is given by the laying on of hands. That's why Jesus said, go lay hands on the sick. He didn't say you had to pray. He just said, lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Why? Because the creative one is living in you. You lay hands everywhere you go. Lay hands on people. Lay hands on people. And he says, now behold their threat and grant to your service that with all boldness we may speak your word by stretching forth your hands to heal. His hands to heal. When you stretch forth your hands, you're stretching forth his hands. Signs and wonders will follow you. Signs and wonders. The only reason signs and wonders not following, just not laying nothing up. Go to Walmart, lay hands. Just lay hands. Woo! Every time you pat somebody on the back, laying hands. Laying hands. Lay hands on the sick. Lay hand. Moses laid his hands on Joshua, and Joshua received the spirit of wisdom. Gideon. Gideon was hiding for fear for his life. God said, thou great man of valor, that devil, the angel said to him, he said, who are you talking about? He was hiding for fear. And it says, the Holy Spirit came on him, and he blew the trumpet. I bet when he blew that trumpet, it scared the liver out of him, because he didn't know what he just did. When you're hiding and you blow the trumpet, it's a dead giveaway. All of a sudden, he's hiding for fear, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of the Lord comes on him, he blows the trumpet. And all his people start coming, why are we here? Well, I'm not sure. And he said, now God, if this is really you, I'm going to make a fleece. You know, I'm going to lay this fleece, and if it's right, you know, you let the water be on the fleece and the ground be dry. He said, okay. God did it. Well, don't be mad, God, but let's try this one more time. <laughs> Let the ground be wet and my fleece be dry. Okay, well, I guess it's okay. And then God in his goodness said when he got them all together, he said, I know there's 3,000 people here, but you don't need that many. You only need about 300. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Isn't it? It's comical if you read Gideon. And, you know, in God in his goodness, you know, he's, God's not really, uh, he doesn't like unbelief a whole lot. How many of you know he doesn't like? And right before the battle, Gideon, he's still, he's afraid. 
He said, now, Gideon, if you're still afraid, I want you to take a servant, and I want you to go to the camps. And I just want you to stand outside the tent, and I want you to just listen what they're saying. And he went, and they said, you know, I had this dream, and this great big old thing come down and hit the camp and scattered, and one of them said, this is nothing but the sword of Gideon. And Gideon said, I got it. It took him a while to get it, but he got it. See, that's, that's grace in the wilderness. But the Holy Spirit, I'm trying to show you, the Holy Spirit was active through the Old Testament. Active. It says in Second Peter chapter 1, says that, that, that the prophets, holy men of God, wrote the scriptures as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. They were moved by what? The prophets only prophesied and wrote when the Holy Ghost was upon them. And I want to tell you, every thing that was written by Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, according to Hebrews 4, was inspired by the Holy Spirit. They didn't write all this stuff from their memory. They wrote as they were moved by the Holy Ghost to make sure everything was correct. The Holy Spirit has never left from creation on. He's still actively involved in everything going on in your life right now. As many as are led by the Spirit, they're sons of God, daughters of God. So you think you, you make your plans, but God directs your steps. So you've got to be aware of his presence everywhere you go. <clears throat> Amen? Second Samuel 23, 1, it says, The last words David spake was this. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, and he spake he said, it spake by me. The Spirit spake by me, and his word was in my tongue. Again, the word of God was in his tongue. Spirit of God. Then this, is, this was the one, Second Peter chapter 1, for prophecy came not in the old time by the will of men, but holy men of God spake as they were moved by the Holy Ghost. Say Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost. Woo! I know the King James is the only one that uses Holy Ghost, but I still like it. Yes. Hallelujah. Every true prophet of God in the Old Testament served God by inspiration of the Holy Spirit. And we have to have the inspiration of the Holy Spirit to move today. Expect it. He's living within you. Spring up, O well. Just every once in a while just say, spring up, O well. Spring up, O well. Within my what? Soul. You got a new soul. Mm. Okay. That's why John said, Matthew 3, 11, John said, I baptize you with water, but Jesus will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. You will also find that the Holy Spirit was the sole source of power through the entire ministry of Jesus' life. Because in Luke 4, 18, he says, The Spirit of the Lord of God is upon me, for the Lord has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted by giving you a new heart. And open the prison to those that's captive. Preach deliverance to the captive. Whoo! That's why he came. In the book of Acts, chapter 1, it says, The former treaties have I made with the Theophilus of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach. See, he did, and then he taught what he did. He did, and then taught. See, the wood living in the church, all we want to do is teach. All we want to do is talk about it. John Wimber, when John Wimber got saved... He bought him a family Bible and come into church and sat down there. And he said to the elders, when do we do the stuff? He says, what stuff? All the stuff I read here in the Bible, when are we going to do the stuff? He said, we don't do the stuff. We talk about the stuff, but we don't do the stuff. 
It's time to do the stuff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. We like stuff. Whoa. <laughs> now listen. Until the day in which Jesus was taken up. After that, he, through the Holy Ghost. After Jesus was taken up, Jesus, through the Holy Ghost, had given commandments unto the apostles whom he had chosen, to whom he showed himself alive after many inf- after his passions of many infallible proofs, being seen of them forty days, and speaking of the things pertaining to what? The kingdom of God. And being assembled together, commanded them through the Holy Ghost not to depart from Jerusalem, but wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You've heard of me, for John truly baptized with water, but ye shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost and fire not many days ahead. The Holy Ghost and what? Fire. That's why I believe the, the, the apostles already had the Holy Spirit. Because Peter said, standing on the day of Pentecost, Peter standing with the eleven said, these are not all drunk as you suppose, but this is that we got when he breathed on us and said, receive ye the Holy Spirit. But they got power. No longer was Peter hiding for fear of his life. And it says when they perceived the boldness of Peter, they knew he had been with the Lord. An ignorant and unlearned man, and they knew when they saw him, they knew because of his boldness that he had been with the Lord. That's when Jesus said, how many of you going down there? Verse 6, and when they were come together, they asked him, saying, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? Forty days he talked to them about the things of the kingdom, and they were still worrying about Israel being, setting up its kingdom. And I think he said, I think I've been here long enough. It's not for you to know the times or the season which the Father has put in his own power, but you'll receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you'll be witnesses unto me in Jerusalem and Judea and Samaria and the uttermost part of the world. Don't worry about none of that. Just get the Holy Ghost, and he'll lead you and guide you into the kingdom. Because he is the key, isn't he, John? He's the golden key of the kingdom. Whew. See how much of this I've already done. It's better. It's expedient. It's better for you that I go away. Because if I go away, the Holy Ghost is going to come.